Listener Production. Hello and very welcome to this week's episode of That's Enough Already with me, Ursula Carlson. And this episode is so good, you're getting not one, no, no, but two. This is a very hilarious chat with Whipper and it confirms that we're on the same page with a lot of things. We both hate camping. Tech! We both think retro fucking should definitely make a comeback. Tick. We both pee in the pool. All right, I'll stop there. I feel like I've said too much. We chat about Whipper's struggles growing up with a hairy back. Same. Girl, same. And we invent a new dating app for people with sleep apnea machines. How sexy. This is part one with my mate Whipper. Stay tuned for part two. Dropping tomorrow at midnight. That's quite enough. Just shut your mouth. I don't give a stuff. Hey, it's a bit of an honour to be on your podcast. Hey, I'm so glad you came on, eh? No, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. Just, it made me laugh the other day when I was listening to the recording you had um, with Monty and you guys were talking about camping. And how much it sucks. Isn't it unbelievable? And I feel like a bad dad because I'm not into camping. But the idea of thinking that it's fun to take as many comforts from inside your comfortable house to somewhere outside of your comfortable house to try and be comfortable outside, it just doesn't make any sense. No. What? Okay, so I think the thing that gets me, so my ex-wife is big on camping. Mm -hmm. They would go camping and come back and they're filthy and everything's filthy and everything smells bad. But she's so pumped about everything. Like she'll get this little thing, it's just this like a stick and then she goes, look at this new camping stove and then open the little arms on it and go, you just put the gas thing at the bottom there and then it cooks. It's it's like cooking with gas. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I've got a six burner inside that does all of that shit. Come and have a look at it. But the thing is, shits me the most about camping is at the end of every meal, so there's basically only one pan to cook everything in and then at the end we have these plastic plates and stuff and everything tastes like <laughs> shit and then we wash it in this blue tub that you put some sunlight liquid in and you can never find hot water. Mm. So now you've got this and now everything tastes for the rest of the camping trip tastes like sunlight yeah. liquid and baked beans. I never fucking eat baked beans unless we're camping. If you forget one thing on a camping trip, it can ruin the whole camping trip. Like we, we went camping in New Zealand, right? You know a lot about this. And we rolled over on the steamer from Queenstown on the, the Earnslaw. And a mate said, hey, I've got this perfect yes. camping spot. I've got all the gear. I've got the best tent. It was awarded best tent of the year 2020 or whatever it was. And I went, that sounds really cool. He goes, I bought two of them. So you have one for your kids and then I've got one for my kids. That's fine to have the world's best tent. Congratulations on your tent. When we got there, yeah. there was no running water. And then when we set up the tent, I've got two kids, right, two young boys, the blow-up mattress was a single. So it's nice in that part of the world when the sun's out during the day, by night, we were on the summit yeah. of Mount Everest. The wind had picked up and I had to yeah. lie across them with my arm like a seatbelt holding them on the mattress while I slept on the ground. And I just thought, what are we doing? Yeah. What did we do? And we, that, you know what? That was yeah. the one gifted day off that we were allowed. It was like, dads, choose what you want to do on your day. And he said, I've got this, mate. Just follow me. Oh it's going to be great. Never again. 
Never, ever no, again. you're no longer mates, I hope. No, I don't want to know him. I drowned him yeah. the next morning in the plastic <laughs> tub with the sinkers on. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's when you go, okay, well, you want to go back to nature. You want to go back to our yeah. roots, our, our caveman roots. Yeah. Now you kill him and you take his equipment. Now you've got two single mattresses. Fuck him. Yeah, you yeah, would. That's what I. That's the right thing to do. Oh, I've got his bones from his fingers that I hang around his my neck every now and then. <laughs> He's gone. We never know what happened to him, <laughs> but God bless him. <laughs> God bless him. You know, I don't understand. Oh, no. I, I just, but then I go, I am no longer feeling guilty for not taking my kids camping. I give them other experiences. Yep. Like I only pick hotels with pools in them when they come with me oh, yeah. so we can yep. go play in the pool. I'm like, what a great experience for Have me. Have you heard about this new business? And it's called something like Pooley or something like that. But what it is, it's like Airbnb for your backyard pool. Mm. So you've got, if you've got a pool in your backyard, you can rent it out by the hour to other people. So if you're sitting That's at home amazing. and you think, oh, God, I could do with an extra $16 an hour. I'm happy to have some random yeah. family turn up and use my pool. <laughs> I just can't get my head around it. And the extra options come with like towel supplies, bathroom access, maybe a fruit platter. Yeah. But You'll have to give them bathroom access. Otherwise, those people are going to piss in your pool. They're going to poo in the pool. The only thing, I would do that, <laughs> but then I go, I'm the lifeguard on duty. Yep. And as you come in, everyone has to drink a Barocca and wait 10 minutes. Because if you piss in the <laughs> the pool, it's cancelled, <laughs> then you're out. And I want to be able to see, like, <laughs> if you light up bright orange, I'm like, get the fuck out. <laughs> you know when they used to talk about there was a chemical that you could put into the pool? And I don't think it ever really existed. So if someone weed in the pool, no. a ring would appear around them. I don't know if that was ever true, but yeah. it made me so... <laughs> that is never true because I tell you what, I am a famous pool pisser. I piss in the pool, mate. I don't care. I have the confidence, like, I... I, I don't even shake my leg to try really? and get the colour away. I just have a piss in the pool. Yeah, I drink enough water. I'm like, you know what, this will be fine. That chlorine needs to work. If we're out and about somewhere and they go, hey, Dad, I need to do a wee, and we're in a public place, I'll say, all right, see that tree over there or the light pole or whatever it might be in a public place? We did it down at Bondi the other day. I'll say, mate, just go and wee on that. Just pull it out and wee on that. Then halfway through the wee when everybody starts staring, I run over. It's too late by now. I go, oh, mate, you can't do that. You can't wee there, buddy. <laughs> oh, God, I'm sorry, guys. This kid's out of control. If I find his bloody parents, I'll kill them. I, I do the same. My daughter's keen on pissing on poles, but not my son so much. <laughs> Which makes it a bit harder. But the thing is, what you don't think about, two lesbian mums with the little boys, how the fuck do you teach them to stand and pee? Like, it's, yep. you know, I can't show them. Like, my, my sister goes, get a she-wee. I'm don't like, get, oh, a get a she-wee, she hold like, it. Just hold it. So I said to my brother, how do I how do I teach him how to stand and piss? He goes, how would I know? My wife doesn't let us stand. We all sit and piss in this house. What do you mean? How emasculating. Yeah, I know. Like, this is a dude that's nearly 50. That is terrible. Like quite often I'll take pride yeah. in my stance as a man. Whether you want to, you know, if the end of the night, if you've had a couple of drinks, you'll put an arm against the wall to hold yourself up. In the middle of the night, you might brace yourself on the walls to the side. There's a whole art to it. You don't yeah. sit down. Shame. Hand your man card back immediately. You're just now free, free dicking it in the bathroom. <laughs> so now there's just piss on everything and your wife. <laughs> this is 
that's why my, my, my brother's wife makes him sit and piss. And then I say, boys, how did you get we everywhere in here? You know, it's got... Look at the yeah. size of the hole it comes out of. Look at the size of the hole it's going into. How did you miss? How would you miss? That is, are your yeah. kids anything like you? Do like, are they? Do they look like you, or are they? Um, yeah, they they are. They're funny. Yeah, that's good. Especially the boy is a lot like me. This is this is what I said. The difference between boys and girls, mm-hmm. and you can like when they were born. You know, we are nothing if not um, good representatives of the um, you know the. LGBTQI plus A792. But so when they came out, we were like, my wife goes, okay, we're going to raise them gender neutral. They have to choose. I'm on board with gender neutral. You know, I I think that's important. I tell you what, she came out from when she started solids at the age of six months, she would just pick it up with her little pink fingers and just slowly eat it like nibble, nibble, nibble. That boy came out and like a fucking animal. Like he would stick his head. I walked in the kitchen one day. He was about 11 months old and he was just waddling around with a big bottle of Nutella awesome. and he had his whole hand in there up wow. to his elbow and he was just eating it off. And, and I go, did you eat some chocolate? And he goes, oh. nah. And he's just like yeah. he's lying. He eats like a pig. He smears. Like he's just, he's just different. They just wired different. As it turns out, they're very different. They are wide, completely different. You know what's yeah. funny about my two? I mean, I've got a little girl as well, Francesca, but in terms of referencing to boys, Ted was born. When yeah. Ted was born, he's like this gentle little angel. He's a really handsome, sort of soft-looking kid, and he's still like that today. He's a bit more emotional. The other one, like you're talking, yeah. absolute animal. And he, I mean, if you talk about what yeah. they look like, Jack, he was born with a hairy back and a double chin. And I just thought, sorry, mate. But you know when <laughs> kids are born and they've like got that downy hair on them and you go, oh, that'll go. No, that'll go yeah. thicker. That's yeah. where that'll go. That'll get really yeah. thick. Oh, but trust me, oh, yeah. I was like a guy in grade four. I was that kid. You know, when I went, I went on a school camp yeah. when I was in year nine and I had one of the parents come up to me and say, um, hi, I just want to introduce myself. What year do you teach? I said, I'm one of the kids. Oh, my God. Hey, I'm just one of the kids. I was the one that led the example of what puberty was and had the deep voice. And then I got to the moment where I went, oh, mum, maybe I should get my back lasered. She went, yeah, if you want. So I went and got my back lasered. And I was like this. What it ended up looking like is because they stop at your lower back, but then you've got a hairy bum and everything else is hairy. In the nude, it looked like I was wearing black leggings. It looked like I had active wear on because everything <laughs> from the waist down on my back was, was, oh, my God, this guy's got built-in active wear. He's really fast. No, he's hairy. <laughs> but then here's the thing. You start to get a bit older and then I thought, oh, hang on a minute, I'm thinning on top. So I went to the doctor. I went, do you reckon that's falling out at all? Is that, is that drifting? And he went, well, there's medication you could take. And I went, oh, great. Well, chuck me on the meds. So I got on the medication. After 20 years of having no back hair, all back. back. Hair, not only on the head, everywhere. Like I walked into, I walked into the bathroom yeah. one time and Lisa said, oh, my God, what has happened to you? Have a look at you. You're a beast. And I loved it again. So here I was on this emotional, painful journey as a young kid trying to deal with being the hairiest kid on the planet and then I got rid of it and now I'm back again celebrating the hairy guy. And And now you're loving it. And now I love it. Like, What does it matter? What does it matter? This is my fear with all these women... Getting laser, they they laser all the hair off. It's like it's like a Barbie doll. Yeah. There's not a pube in sight. Yeah. And then you go, 
at some point you want that bush back. Like I, I like yeah. the bush. Bring the bush, and, and get it back in our bedrooms. Like this is insane. Like I, that squeaky. <laughs> no, let's get that. I, I don't want that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Lube up two Barbie dolls. Like, don't let your daughter see you, but lube up two Barbie dolls and rub them together and that's two oh. lesbians trying to scissor that have had laser. It's oh, like, my God, how good are you? No. Do you know what? It's, it, I reckon there'll be a bit of nostalgia about it. Like, you know, when you see an old in excess case, you know, like tape case or a CD cover and you go, God, how good was it back then? Then all of a sudden people will go, Gee, the bush was in back then too. Hang on a minute. Hang on, was the bush? Why don't we do everything? Because now we're getting older. Why don't we go back to the things that we used to like and what we were, what we were into? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's retro. Let's, retro let's fucking. Go back to some of the classic <laughs> porn star years of the wild free growth and a handlebar yeah. moustache. Yeah. Yeah. Back <laughs> back in the days when you know when you watch vintage porn, you're watching porn in its truest form. There's no, no, no Viagra. No. These guys need to yeah. stay hard and be excited about who they <laughs> fucking, so you can believe it. <laughs> it reminds me of the issues they had with making Game of Thrones, because it was a period piece. They realised that they had a huge issue trying to find women with real breasts and pubic yeah. hair. They should have called me. <laughs> I think the budget basically was blown out on Merkins. I think they spent so many millions <laughs> supplying pubic hair to the women that that's what ran the whole thing into the ground. It just doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. And, you know, especially now we're going yeah. into winter, you mm. want a bit of pubic hair, you know, sort of it's nice and warm, yeah. you know. Yeah. You rest your head on that. That's you comforting. You, it's, you know, it's. If you don't have a, if you don't have an old. Never have a cold forehead again in your life. If you don't have an old dog at home lying by the fire, right, then find a girl with pubic hair and just rest your head and say goodnight. Just curl up on her, yeah. You know, there's not there's not enough movies about that, is there? Although I wouldn't make that reference, though, if I was you. Like, I don't have a dog, so <laughs> let me lie on you. <laughs> Sorry, honey, this is going to sound really weird, but you know I've wanted a golden retriever for a long time, but I'm just going to snuggle in here. Yeah. I thought it was a bosom for a pillow. No, it's a pubic <laughs> hair agent. It's wintertime, darling. <laughs> I just read an article that you and your wife are sleeping in separate rooms. Yeah. Yes. Even in winter. I mean, that is the fucking dream. You know, every now and again you read an article about a couple who have been married for 70 years and they yeah. live next door to each other. You've read those absolute oh, fucking. You're right. Those are fairy tales that they should be reading to kids. I, I'll let a drag queen <laughs> read that to my kid in a library any day. The funny thing is, too, anytime someone hears about that, they go, oh, God, relationships on the way out. You know, I had one friend of mine and she said that I've said to him, if he ever leaves the bedroom, it's over. Oh, I go, man, what is all this about? Isn't this so we can be the best we, we are yeah. each other and together during the time we're awake? Yeah. I mean, isn't that what it's all about? Yeah. And you know what? I think when you grow up, too, you watch all these movies where they wake up in the morning and they're sort of, they're locked arms or they're in love or she's got a head on his chest and or they're spooning together. No one ever wakes up like that. No. Forget about Even it. After after six months together, you go, don't fucking breathe on me. <laughs> oh, that's, that breath is killing me. Get out of here. Yeah. Do you know the other thing that's happened, and this is a little bit embarrassing and I feel like an old man, but once again this comes back to trying to get the best out of the day. <sighs> 
I've, I've just recently got a sleep apnea mask. Oh, my God. Now, if you've ever said to a woman, hey, if you're looking for something sexy, there's a guy down there who's not a fighter pilot, but he sounds like Darth Vader. Um, that's pretty sexy. But you know what? It's, it is an age thing too. Like my sister just got one of those about a year ago. Has it helped her? Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's great. I mean, um, so we yeah. went on a road trip. There's three of us. Um, but my sister shares a room with me, so we haven't shared a room since we were. Yeah. I think I went to boarding school at the age of 11, so we shared a room up until then. Yeah, right. And then never again. So now she's lying next to me. We're in these single cots next to each other and she's like <sighs> the whole night. I'm like, what the fuck do you sleep with that? Just one small question. <laughs> I said, it's not like the last time we did a road trip, we were like 19 and you literally yeah. just throw spare knickers and a toothbrush in the back of the boot. Now we have my brother's heart monitor. We've got my sister's CPAP machine. I'm oh. like, what is happening to us? Do you know what I think too? Like if if things ever fell apart with Lisa, if she was to leave me for a personal trainer or something, um, I await, or for you, I or don't know, um, anything could happen. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, if, if there's sort of a, a category on Tinder for people with CPAP machines. So if there's anybody else whose brain is starving of oxygen in the middle of the night, then they could, we yeah. could live together. They could lie next to me and we could both put our masks on and wouldn't who knows how wild it could get. Hey, wouldn't it be romantic if you and I now come up with a concept for to split, like there's a double oh. pipe, one CPAP machine but a splitter. That's So you guys hot. can share yeah, the that's oxygen. that's really good. I want to breathe with you. I want to breathe the same yeah. air as you, literally God, out of that pump. Yeah. Just to stop me dying. Yeah, yeah. and then... In the movie of our lives, um, it'll be, you know, Bradley Cooper yeah, thank can you. play you. Who's you? Um, Probably you. I'll have Melissa McCarthy. Okay, sure. Um, you know, she'll have to wig it up, but, um, you know. Would it start with us with the masks on or would it end with us happy that you've invented the double mask where we breathe the same air? No, no, it'll, it'll like, because then obviously it'll be like we develop this thing and then we realise that it's... You and I, like, so it'll end where we're lying, like, we're in our 90s and we sort of turn to each other and our masks just touch. Yeah. And then, you know, sort of, (laughs) no. And our masks touch. I'm like, I'm like War of the Roses, the last scene where I'm pushing your hand off of me and you're like, we're getting it on (laughs) Way to read the room. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry about that, guys. Um, That was the sequel. Um, where the masks come <laughs> off and they realise the oxygen has been so good for them, they've lasted to the age of 120 and they can't stop rooting. Wow, what a twist. What a twist. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, because by then we could put Viagra yes, drops in the, water. in the water tank. But imagine if it were, there was a plot where it – maybe what about this? It ends – where someone comes in because there's like a whole lot of money that someone's going to inherit out of one of us, someone comes in and turns the oxygen off on one of us. So then you don't know whether they've died and then when it starts up again in the sequel, then you find out that they've both survived and that's when the Viagra starts kicking in and the rest of the movie goes for about half an hour and it's just really aggressive. Really? (laughs) I mean. But with no body doubles. (laughs) Just me, my tiny little hands in your hairy back. And no Barbie dolls. (laughs) No Barbie dolls whatsoever. (laughs) So, Uh -uh. you know, 
It'll be a bushfire. <laughs> we'll be like Velcro. We'll be stuck together. The doctors will come in, have to remove the mask, and then cut through us. Jim's <laughs> yeah. mowing. Sheep shearers. They are, they'll hire two sheep shearers for the movie. Guys, can we get, can we get someone in here to clean this up? Oh, my God, make another wig out of that. Do you know what's interesting? You know that new show, <laughs> that new show just talking about um, two Barbie dolls, that new show, Blow Up, right, which is like yes. Lego Masters with balloons. So apparently for yes. the people that have been in the edit suite, it's, they're going out of their mind, like they're losing their minds because all they can hear is the entire time. So when they're sitting there going through 20 hours of footage to put together half an hour or a 90-minute special, yeah. wouldn't that be unbelievable? But you know what shits me about that fucking show, right? You would have, You would have had to, like... As a comic, as someone who's on telly, we've all pitched ideas to networks and go, this is a great idea, which I think would be a good idea for me for a TV show. You pitch it, I've come up with artwork, all of this shit, and they go, no, I don't think it'll work. And then you see them spend millions of dollars putting together a fucking show where adults (laughs) fold balloons. And you go, now, someone better hold me back. I want to fight whoever the fuck commissioned that. Can you give me any ideas or is there anything that you could, oh, maybe that's too much. I was going to say, could you tell me any TV ideas that you've pitched which you think would be better than Blow Up? Yes, I can I can give you one right off the top of my head okay. right now. What do you got? Basically, uh, I go, because uh, I have a firm belief I can do any job yeah, in the world, great, any great. job, from brain surgery, sheep shearing, you name it. I honestly believe I can do anything. If I am taught to do it, I can do it. I would go, say, to a farm Mm -hmm. and say, okay, you have 10 days to teach me how to be a sheep shearer. Yeah. Like this is my, I'm going to do an apprenticeship. And then at the end of the 10 days, then you, um, I go, would you hire me or would you fire me? Nice. Yeah, sure. You know, on the job that I've done. Yep. It'd be awesome as well if each job that you started, it you started as a professional, so people oh, yeah. didn't know whether almost like undercover boss, where you went in yeah. there and you walked into the shearing sheds. G'day, lads. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, I'm the new girl on the block. And then yeah. you just start shearing to see if you can pick up the skill with some basic observations. Without them noticing that yeah. oh shit. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'll start and then by the second mm-hmm. leg that I've chopped <laughs> off a lamb, I think they'll go, I don't think this chick knows what she's doing. <laughs> Bloody hell, these lambs are sensitive, aren't they? Oh, sorry, we're not doing legs Fuck, today. This, this just came right off. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry about this. Get rid of that lamb and the blood on the floor. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, honestly, it's it's putting me off my dinner. Oh, that's a great idea. I'd watch that for sure. But I think because I put one of the suggestions was the brain surgery. Yeah, And I think right. they weren't prepared to sacrifice someone. But I think for the right most budget. people, if you press them and you go, there's, yeah, there's most most people have one person that go, oh, yeah, you can fucking try brain surgery on Kevin. Yeah, you can't really you know? do worse than what yeah. Kevin already is. So have a crack at it. Yeah, have a go. yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> we need to talk about Kevin. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What happened yeah. to Kevin? Fuck Kevin. <laughs> We're going to rest <laughs> Kevin, guys. We're going to let him go, unfortunately. Things didn't go to plan. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We tried, we tried shearing him. Nothing works. <laughs> 
Alrighty, that's enough already. If you need something to curb your appetite on Terminal Part 2 drops tomorrow morning, go check out my previous chat with another Radio Funny Man, Joel Creasy. He's a little bit dusty from the night before, which made it all the more entertaining. you got to love it. Just search That's Enough Already with Joel Creasy wherever you get your podcast. See you tomorrow, Part 2. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Enough Already, hosted by me, Ursula Carlson, and produced by Natalie Turner. The supervising producer was Nick McClure, and special thanks to Ella Leaf and Beck Sutherland. Couldn't do it without you, gals. If you like this podcast, remember to subscribe, share it with all of your friends, tell your mum, tell your sister, don't tell that annoying brother of yours, you know, but definitely share it with a friend.